Hello, and welcome to I Read a Book Once. My name is Emma, and this is a podcast where I talk about books. So let's talk about the elephant in the room. I am, well, yes, okay. I am recording on my brand new microphone, and y'all, I do not really know what I'm doing. I just spent at least 10 minutes, if not 20 minutes, somewhere from 10 to 20 minutes, trying to figure out what was going on because this is not actually my first time using it. If you listened to the last episode, which was about Well Met by Jen DeLuca, first of all, you need to have listened to that because I'm talking about the second book, the, a companion novel in the series, which is Well Played by Jen DeLuca. So if you did not listen to Well Met or read or listen to the previous episode, you might be a little confused in this one. I'll do my best, but I recommend you go back and listen to it. But if you did listen to it, then if you listened all the way through at the end, I talked about what I was going to be reading next week, i.e. this week, and um, used my new microphone to do that. So you, you might have been teased by it. This is not my first time using it, obviously, because I used it there, but I had actually recorded. I started reading the Finch Merlin's books. So if you remember, I did my Halloween special about the nine Harley Merlin books. And I've started reading now the Finch Merlin spinoff series, and I'm going to do something similar with um, multiple books in one episode, just because there's eight books. Eight episodes seems a little excessive, so there'll probably be two to three, depending on how much I have to say for each book. Anyways, that was my first time using it, and I logged on, logged on, okay, I opened up Audacity, and I was like, okay, here I'm going to record my well-played episode, yay. Also, it's a Thursday night. I never record on Thursday nights. and I have somewhere to be at 7 and by B, I mean a Zoom call and it's 625. I think I'm going to be late, but that's okay. Whatever. My friends will get over it. <laughs> okay. Anyways, I opened it up and I start recording and the sound, you can't even hear it. I'm like, what's going on? Why is there no sound? So then I have to like, I updated my computer because I thought, I don't know, and then I got my directions and I played around with it. And so now I do have sound. Hopefully, it's a great quality. Hopefully, it's the proper um, volume. I don't know. I mean, I can go in and adjust that later when I'm editing, but it never works as well as just recording yourself at the right volume. I don't know what to say. So anyways, this is an experiment. Hopefully, it turns out well, but as we go on in the future... I know it will be better and I'm going to know what I'm doing. So, okay. So we got that out of the way. Now let's talk about what I'm going to be talking about today. So as I kind of confusingly said, today I'm going to be talking about Well Played by Jen DeLuca. So this is the second book in her Renaissance Fair series. I don't know if it has like a series name, but basically last week I talked about Well Met, which is the first book and it's about Emily and Simon. Emily is new to town and she has to volunteer at fair so her niece can do it. And Simon is kind of the director of fair and they have an enemies to lovers romance and they end up together. So that's a really quick synopsis of what happened in that book. If you didn't read the book and don't want to listen to my well-met episode, I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't want to listen to it. It was fabulous, but you know, if you don't, that's what you need to know. So today I'm going to be talking about well-played, which is Stacy's story. So if you know or if you don't, Stacy is one of Emily's friends. She's a resident of, I think Willow Creek is the name of the town. And this is her romance. And it is with a member of the Dueling Kits, which kilts, not kits, kilts. <laughs> and they are a group of brothers who play like traditional Celtic music, Irish music. I don't know. They wear, I guess, Scottish music. I don't know. They play 
music of the times and they go on tours. And so she ends up writing letters or not emails and texts to one of them who she'd been having a fling with for the past two summers. And then 150 pages in finds out that she was not writing to the person she thought she was writing to, which is not a spoiler because it's on the back of the book. So that's what today's episode is about. Let's just say this was a fun time. I actually think I might be able to do a kind of a short-ish plot summary, maybe 10 minutes. I don't know. I didn't practice it, but I'm feeling kind of confident. So I always get in here and then I'm like, I have to burp. I have to go to the bathroom. I'm stuck in my tiny little closet and uh, sitting on my chair sideways and it's not very comfortable, but it's life and we get over it. Anyway, so uh, one thing I have to say, obviously, is that this is going to be full of spoilers, this plot summary. So if you don't want Well Played to be spoiled, then stop right here, go read the book and then come back and listen to my plot summary and all of my discussion section. (laughs) I don't know if that's what I'm calling it, but today I am. So anyways, let's get into it. Remember, spoilers, don't be mad. Okay, here we go. So this book picks up one year after the end of Well Met. So if you remember in the epilogue, actually it picks up right before the epilogue of the last book. So in the epilogue, Simon proposes to Emily and that's kind of part of the plot of this one. But anyways, so it starts off on the last day of fair and Stacy gets this dragonfly pendant necklace and she's in the because she's like, I think it's time for change. Like, I want something different. And she's feeling very, like, unmoored. Like, she feels just like there's something missing. Like, something's not right. Everybody's kind of moving on in their life. And Stacy moved away for college and she was going to go to New York and do fashion merchandising. But her mom got sick. I don't remember if she had a stroke or if she had a heart attack or something. So she came home to help take care of her mom. And she hasn't left in these past I think five-ish years. And so in the past, these past two summers, she's been having this little, uh, this little fling with Dex, one of the Dueling Kilts members. And uh, then, so that's something that's been going on. And on the last day fair, she gets this pendant and then she goes to see the Dueling Kilts play. And she ends up talking to Daniel, who is um, Dex's cousin and also the manager of their band. And they have like, you know, a nice little conversation. And then it's, I don't know, a couple weeks later in state. No, that's a lie. So then is it a lie? I don't know. So basically then what happens is Sissy gets super drunk. I don't remember if this is before or after she finds out that Emily and Simon are engaged. It doesn't really matter. So she gets super drunk and she's like, my life is not what I want it to be. I feel like kind of like empty and like I'm out here floating and I don't know what I want from it. And so she's so drunk. She's like, I miss Dex. I miss like, what if we were going to, what if we could have a relationship instead of just like sleeping together when he's here? Because, um, Daniel, when they had that conversation said, you know, I don't want you to get hurt. You know, that Dex has like a girl at every fair or maybe some other person said that to her. I don't know that happens. And so she sends, she goes on Facebook, finds the dueling kilts fan page on Facebook and sends it a message without addressing who it's to, just about how she misses Dex and how they don't actually really know each other at all, but she wishes they could, they were together right now and all this different stuff. And she wakes up the next morning and is like, what did I just do? I mean, I've never sent a drunk 
text like that to somebody, but I'm sure some people have, and you can relate to Stacy in this moment. And I felt it very believable. Anyways, she's like, oh my God, what did I do? Like, oh my God, oh my God. And she ends up getting a message back, very touching, very heartfelt about how he also misses her and wishes that they could be together and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh oh my God, I didn't know Dex felt this way. And then they carry on kind of emailing and eventually texting each other. And they just end up becoming really close for 11 months because the Dueling Kilts tour all year going to various Renaissance fairs, except for maybe six months, not six months, like six weeks or so during the holidays when there aren't any and they go home and whatever. So she's talking to Dex, air quotes, quotation marks or whatever, about just like her life and specifically talking about her mom and how she's kind of felt like anchored here and she doesn't know. And then also Dex is talking about like, am I too old for this sort of life of like being a nomad? I'm 31, whatever. But then they also just become very close telling each other things they've never told anybody else. And Stacy becomes very reliant on him. And she's also very reliant on her phone, which is something that everybody around her notices. So like I said, Emily and Simon are engaged. Emily asked, asks Stacy to be one of her bridesmaids. So then kind of covering this 11 months from one fair to the next is Stacy kind of helping Emily get ready for her wedding, you know, going wedding dress shopping, helping plan things out. You also see Stacy interacting with her parents and like joining a book club. You also see her starting to become friends with April. If you remember, April is Emily's older sister who's older by like 12 or 13 years or something like that. So you kind of see all of that going on. And then it's time fair is going to happen. So it's right before fair is going to start. And so if you remember in the last book, Simon got help with Mitch and Stacy and Emily taking over some of the things he typically does for fair. But with Emily, oh, so Emily and Simon decide they're going to get married at fair at the end of the second weekend. And so Mitch is supposed to be doing booking for the hotels. And, but he's the he's a coach. I think he coaches the baseball team and they're going to go to state. So he needs to pass off those responsibilities and Stacy says she'll do it. And so she's doing that and she's communicating with people and she, you know, she's communicating with Daniel, who is the manager of the dueling kilts. And she notices that the email and cell phone number that Daniel has in his email signature or whatever are the same ones that she'd been communicating with this whole time. So now there's this whole situation. Also, this is really weird. Stacy doesn't tell anybody about this. Literally not a soul. I can understand being like, I don't know, all of her like high school and college friends have moved on. And then she's like, I don't know if I can talk to this about anybody. Like, I just feel I like I can't speak about it which I get because, you know, sometimes you're feeling insecure in your friendships and you're like, I don't know if I can share things. But also, I'm like 11 months, you never tell anybody you've been flirting with this man over texts and emails constantly, even though everybody's been asking about it because on New Year's and when you guys all go out and every single time, you don't put your phone down. But, you know, that's just me. And so Emily doesn't know anything, but she goes over to Emily's and is like, oh my God, I think I've been talking to Daniel this whole time. But then... Simon shows up and she's like, because Simon had been there or whatever. And she's like, 
he's upset about it. And he's like, so is this a situation where Daniel is like facilitating this for Dex or has he been pretending to be Dex this entire time? We're like, I don't know. So Stacy, you know, is upset. But also the thing about Stacy is that she's like, that sucked, but I'm still really into you. So I'm just going to get over it. And so she's like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to show up at the hotel and confront him, but in a nice way that then starts a relationship, you know, instead of just like an in-person one. So also, oh, I have to sit sideways and it's so uncomfortable. Okay. I got to get in the zone. So Stacy shows up and confronts him and he's like, uh, And so she's like, come on, come uh, have a drink with me in the hotel bar. So they go and Daniel basically is like, it's been me this whole time. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you probably never want to speak to me again. And he explains that in her first message. So he's the one who like does the Facebook page. And so he's the one who saw it and she didn't address her original message. So she, he thought originally that the message was for him. But then in the second message, she says Dex. And so he's like, I knew it then, but I didn't want to like, I don't remember what he says, something about, you know, wanting to get to know her and not wanting to be like, my cousin doesn't like you like that, whatever. And so then he basically is like, you probably never want to speak to me again. I totally understand it. If you want us to like leave, whatever. And he like gets up and leaves. And Stacy's like, what the heck, man? I came over here so we could talk this out and then maybe kiss. Like, she's not happy about it. And so she goes to fair and then she gets upset because her and Emily had talked about maybe getting new outfits this year and they sent links about it back and forth. And then Emily shows up on the first day of fair with a completely new outfit and Stacy doesn't have one. So Stacy's like, oh, here I am again, like being left behind, whatever. But then she has some sort of conversation with Daniel. I don't remember how it happens. And the two of them are like, She's like, Daniel, what the heck, man? He's like, I'm sorry. And then they get together. And so now now they're like low-key dating. And then the next day, Emily's like, come on, we're getting you a new outfit, whatever. But then Stacy's also like concerned that because Daniel asked her back to his hotel room for the night. And she's like, what if he thinks like this is the same thing I was doing with his cousin when I have this emotional connection with him and want to actually date him? And then Daniel's kind of like, oh, no, 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 like, whatever. And they have a cute little date and they eat Chinese food and watch uh, home renovation shows and have a good time. And I enjoyed that. And then, you know, it goes through the summer. Emily and Simon get married. They dance at the wedding. And then he drives her back to her house. And she actually lives in an apartment above the garage of her parents' house. So she doesn't technically live with her parents and she pays, like, rent but you know, she still lives with her parents, which I feel that. Anyways, so he ends up, it's raining and she invites him inside and then they end up, you know, taking their relationship to the next level, if you know what I mean. And then from there, they're kind of inseparable for the rest of Fair, but Fair's coming to an end. And about one week before it ends, Daniel mentions like, come on the road with me, like come with, like what's tying you here? Your dentist job that you hate? She's just like a dentist receptionist and whatever. And she's like, she doesn't respond. And then Daniel gets very self-conscious about it. And was like, that was stupid. Like, never mind. You don't have to say anything. And she like wants to say yes, but she's also worried if she leaves, something bad will happen to her mom. Then, um, it's, hmm, I think it's like right before fair ends. I think it's like 
of Wednesday night or something. So it's not fair. It was during the week. She's like visiting Daniel at the hotel and they run out of ice. So he goes to get some ice and runs into Dex. And then Dex makes a comment like, oh, something about like, oh, I like, I see that you played that off really nicely when I told you to get rid of her or whatever. So basically whatever his comment meant was that he knew about these, the message that Stacy sent and he had asked Daniel to like get rid of her and tell her the score. And Daniel lied to Stacy about that because he just said that Dex never knew about it and didn't tell him to respond or anything like that when Dex was like, you like, you know what I mean? So Stacy's obviously upset about it and kind of confronts him and then leaves in tears and whatever. So then she feels bad. She's like, I can't tell Emily. Emily's about to go on her honeymoon or whatever because her and Simon were waiting for everything to be done with fair so then april shows up and is like what's wrong with you you're so upset and she tells april everything that happens and mitch is there as well and then they're like oh okay wait i forgot this part so then she goes to find daniel the next day so they can talk it out because again even after this she still wants to be with him and he's checked out of the hotel and literally left he's gone and he sends her a nice little email that was like i'm sorry i lied to you like you probably never want to see me again, but I still have, I still have feelings for you, whatever, all this stuff, but it's basically a goodbye. Like, uh, you'll always have my heart. I'm sorry for what I did for you. Goodbye forever. Basically is what this thing says without ever saying goodbye. And so then Stacy is heartbroken. That's when April and Mitch find her, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, Stacy's like, but I want to be with him. I, sh- I want to be on the road with him. So April and Mitch are like, well, we're going to go to the Maryland Renaissance Festival and we're going to get you your man back. So they take her to because they went, the dueling kits went from Willow Creek to the big Maryland Renaissance Festival. So they go there and then they find him and Stacy and Daniel confess their love, obviously. And then they, Stacy joins them on the road and she like quits her job. Her mom is like, she has a conversation with her mom that's like, don't like make me keep you here like I'm better now whatever and then Stacy's loving the road life and that's the end of this book I think I did an okay job because I talked for a while before this but oh my god my back hurts I'm gonna have to find a different place to record after this okay so where should we start we're gonna start at the end and we're gonna start with Stacy deciding to leave and join Daniel on the road let me just say that was a masterful choice 10 out of 10 loved it one thing so when you read a romance they typically don't keep you guessing about how it's gonna end it kind of like you know in hallmark movies like especially christmas ones which i love anyways it's like oh this person goes to their hometown and then they decide they're gonna stay and leave the big city and whatever behind like stuff like that so typically or like in well met you know that emily's going to stay in willow creek she's not going to leave and go somewhere else so, like, you know, that's, like, what's going to happen, even though she doesn't. In this book, I was actually left guessing. I was like, I wonder if Daniel's going to stop being on the road and then, like, move to Willow Creek and be with Stacy, or is Stacy going to join them? I didn't know. And I loved, I love that Stacy decided to join them because she loves the Renaissance Fair. That's the time of the year that she's happiest. She loves them so much. She, like, just everything about it she loves. And she ends up loving the nomadic life as well. And I just think it's so fun because it was, like, a different ending. Normally, the characters settle down at the end instead of going on this adventure of the nomadic life of, like, 
joining the Renaissance Fair traveling group. I don't think that's what it's called. Whatever. So I really liked that. That was super fun, really enjoyable. I thought it was totally in character, although I do wonder like how long it would last that they do that because Daniel's expressed that he doesn't know how much longer he can live this nomadic life. So I do wonder if now he's got this girlfriend who he loves, if he's like, okay, I can do this longer or if he is going to want to stop in the next couple years. And then what is in store for Daniel and Stacy? I don't really know. But that is not to say that I did not love Stacy's decision to leave and join him on the road. It felt, I thought it was great choice. Okay. So next, let's go on to, okay, actually, you know what I gotta say? I had a lot of fun with this book. I was reading it, and I was just having a grand old time. Like, I was reading, I was like, yeah, this is fun. I'm having a fun time. So, this was a fun book to read. I think that I did like Well Met better better than Well Played, and I think the main reason why is that I just, like, personally am more similar to Emily than I am to Stacy. I don't know if everybody feels that way, that, like, books that because there's some of my favorite books where I'm not anything like the main character and I don't really see myself in them, but I still love them anyways. But I think in romances especially, especially when you've got like companion novels, when you've got things to compare them to, whichever lead you're most similar to, it might be like for me, when I think about like all these different books that I've read this past year that have, I've read like two of the same in the series, you know, of the romance novels that follow different characters whichever lead I'm more similar to, I end up typically liking their book better. But that's not to say I didn't like this book. I had so much fun with Well Played. It was a lot of fun. One thing that I thought was weird, but I don't know if I disliked it, was Daniel and him just totally not being confident. So like, it was kind of like a role reversal typically, because you see Daniel kind of give up twice about like, I'm not going to fight to be with Stacy because like I messed up. So I'm just going to leave. And, like, I didn't not like it, but it's also kind of odd because typically you see, like, the reverse where it's, like, the guys, like, super fighting and, like, doing the grand gesturing and whatever. And Stacy did it kind of here both times. And the reason I think it felt odd, because if you remember, if you listen to my episode on Take a Hint, Danny Brown, Danny is the one that grand gestures to Zaf at the end of the book. And to me, that made sense because Danny was the one that made the mistake and she was the one that needed to apologize. It doesn't make as much sense to me in this book because Daniel is the one in the wrong. He's the one that lied to her. And so it feels weird to me that Stacy's the one that has to make the grand gesture of going all that way to see him and whatever. I guess you can be like, well, he was very like insecure, you know? I'm like, okay, I get it. It's nice to have some representation of insecure men, I guess. But like, it just felt, it read a little weird to me and I wasn't sure how I felt about it. I don't know if any of you have read this book. Let me know what you thought about that. I just like, I don't think I would have minded if Stacy was the one that messed up and then she goes there. It was just odd because Daniel was the one that had messed up. You know what I mean? So that's kind of how I felt about that. And then also going on this Daniel train is Daniel pretending to be Dex. So the thing is, I knew it was Daniel the entire time because the back of the book literally tells you that Stacy thinks she's falling in love with Dex. And then when Fair comes around, she realizes that it's a totally different person. And Stacy rationalizes it with, in the back of my mind, I always knew it wasn't really Dex because 
we never talked about anything. He's not deep. Like, he's not capable of, like, saying any of these things, which I agree with because we get to see him a little bit. That man is dumb. He's not very, he's not very smart. And, like, he's just having fun, having a girl in every city, and, like, that's it. That's all he wants out of life, which is fine, but, like, you know. Anyways, it just, how do I feel about Daniel pretending to be Dex this whole time? When he sends back the original message, when he thinks it's for him, you know, that's fine. And then she says that it's Dex. She says Dex. And he, this is when he should have told her. The thing, if he told her, they never would have gotten together because she would have been so embarrassed and not willing to talk to him. So, yeah, but then also you're starting this relationship, or at least at this point, this friendship under such false pretenses. And it's just kind of odd. Like, I don't know. This has never happened to me, but if I was communicating with somebody and this is, you know, this is kind of a catfish, you know? It's a catfish. This is, de this is definitely a catfish because Dex is the really hot one and Daniel is the lanky ginger one who who is still attractive, but he's not like conventionally attractive. And by the end, Stacy's like, turns out I don't like conventionally attractive dudes. I actually just really like Daniel. And that's totally fine. I'm like, you get your man, Stacy. But so this is a catfish. But like if, if I got catfished like that, where I thought I was talking to somebody and it turns out it's their cousin... I don't, like, Stacy gets over it, like, honestly, really fast. And, like, she's had some time to process it because of the whole figuring it out through the, like, email thing instead of uh, in person and whatnot. But, like, I don't know. I don't know. Stacy got over a lot of things really fast in a way that maybe I wouldn't have. But, like, also, Stacy and I are very different. So, I guessed, I guessed, I guess, whatever floats her boat, I guess it worked well for, like, writing it that way, but I don't know if I would have gotten over that so much. It was, it was odd. It was odd, I, I have to say. Um, next, I, I want to kind of talk about comparing, contrasting the two books again, because if you listen to the Wellmet episode, then you know I questioned about whether Emily and Simon could really have fallen in love as fast as they did. I'm still on the side of it's possible, but it's not very plausible. Does that make sense? Now I'm thinking about Mythbusters. Anyways, like, it's possible, but it's not very probable. Probable is what I wanted, not plausible. Oops. Anyways, but in this book, I thought it was appropriate for Stacy and Daniel to say I love you to each other because they had been communicating for 11 months before they, like, saw each other again in person. And especially for Daniel, it's very clear. He makes it clear, like, in the book that he's had feelings for Stacy for literal years because he says that typically he only stays the first weekend at a fair that they're at for a while to make sure everything works out. And then he goes and does like other stuff during the day. He doesn't typically go and st stay around all day. He only does that in Willow Creek because he likes Stacy. So that like, you know, he's had feelings for her for like a long time. But like, even if he hadn't, right, they've been talking for an entire like 11 months and then they spent a month together in person and like I I think it was appropriate and it made sense for them to confess their love to each other in a way that didn't make as much sense and well met but I thought it, I did enjoy it they confessed I didn't say this but they confessed their love together in this tiny backstage closet and the dueling kilts are performing like literally like while they're like doing this whole thing and it was kind of funny but also I was like trying to finish this book so fast because I had somewhere to be I don't remember why but I was like I gotta finish 
or did I read it? I don't remember. Maybe I read it and no, I didn't. I did not. I don't know. But yeah, let's see what else is there to talk about. Okay, so another thing. Don't you, do you remember in the last episode how I was like, ow, I just hit my headphones. How I was like, wow, I love the secondary characters. They're so fun and they're around a lot. I was like, yes, Mitch. Yes, Stacy. Yes, April. Caitlin, Chris. Like, I love all of you. Like, this was so fun. You guys really had a, added a lot of presence to this. It was not like that in this book, which is maybe one of the other reasons I didn't like it as much. Mitch really disappeared for like 85% of the book. He was there in the beginning a little bit. He was there at the end. But in the middle, there was no Mitch. And like Mitch seems like a himbo to me. And himbos just make me laugh. Like, I don't think I want to date a himbo, but like they just make me laugh. And I like their representation in the media because they're entertaining. And then also, like, it was weird because, like, another thing is, like, seeing Stacy's view on Emily versus Emily's view on Stacy. Like, it's clear that Emily finds Stacy to be a very good and close friend, whereas Stacy does not necessarily feel that way as much. Like, by the end, she's kind of like, oh, yeah, Emily's my friend. But she chose to not talk about, like, her thing with Daniel Dex, you know, for the whole 11 months and then, like, doesn't, like, I get that you don't want to burden your friend. She just got married. She's about to go on her honeymoon, like whatever. But like, you just had your heart broken. Like, I don't know. I don't know. But whatever. So that was kind of odd. Like, you don't really see Emily a lot outside of Emily talking about, oh, I'm getting married. It's like, well, I don't know. Uh, Simon wasn't really around that much at all. Caitlin, not really applicable. I mean, she was there, but she wasn't really there. And the thing is, that was okay because, like, why would Stacy be interacting with Caitlin? Like, they're not related or whatever. Chris not really around. April surprisingly around a lot more than I thought she would be. They kind of become friends by the end of it and whatnot. So, you know, April, I'm still really enjoying April. I said I really liked her kind of character development in the first book. And guess what? This leads me into my next point. April's book is the next book that's going to be coming out and you will not believe who her love interest is. You can probably guess since I'm like, you're not going to believe who it is. And there's only one other guy that's ever been mentioned. But like, I still cannot believe that this is like what Jen DeLuca's decided to do. So like I said, just to fit, wrap off that last point, sad that there's not a lot of secondary characters like there was in the first book. I'm hoping for more of them in the second book. But guess what? So this, like, we're at a good point where I can kind of go into this. Okay. The next book is April and Mitch's book. And I'm shocked for so many reasons. I'm shocked for so many reasons. Now, first, before I start, I listened to an episode of Smart Women Read Romance of their podcast. And it, I've actually listened to two because I only want to listen to books that I've read. And they talk about a bunch of books I've never read before, which I feel like is hypocritical because here I am doing a podcast about books that I've read that maybe you haven't read, but I want you to listen to my podcast, but I won't listen to a podcast when it's talking about a book that I haven't read. So I don't know, how, like, I don't know how that whole thing can resolve itself out and make sense, but whatever. Anyways, so on this podcast, when they were talking about the first book, when they're talking about Well Met one of the women, I don't know their names, so I only listened twice, was like, I want 
April and Mitch to get together and have a book. And I'm just like, how did you prophesize that? Because I never saw that coming. I really thought April was going to get together with some random guy, like who, just like some random dude, I don't know, some new character, kind of like how Stacy did. And then Mitch was going to get like a fourth book with some random girl, you know? But that is not what's happening. No, they're going to be getting together. And so at the end of this book, there's like one chapter tease of the next book in April is at a bar and she gets hit on by some guy and she's also so April's so Caitlin's dad kind of left the picture when Caitlin was just a baby and they got divorced and they haven't had any contact with him in 18 years now but he sends Caitlin a card for turning 18 or graduate high school graduation or something a card not a car I'm sorry if that wasn't clear and um so April's like at the bar like being sad about that like what the heck is he doing now. Anyway, some random businessman is like really trying to hit on April and Mitch shows up and pretends to be her boyfriend and gets him away. And then April's like, oh, how can I like, I don't know, they're like talking or whatever. And then she says something like, oh, how can I thank you for this whatever? And then it ends with Mitch saying, be my girlfriend. So I'm like, is is this going to be a fake dating situation or is Mitch like low-key like, I'm, I'm interested in you, be my girlfriend. I think there's a big age gap between them. April's also older, so I'm very intrigued to see how this is going to be because it's going to be an older woman with, like, kind of a large age gap because, like I said, Mitch is a couple years old. So, Mitch is three years older than Emily, which means he's probably nine years younger than April. I mean, this is, like, me doing some relative math. I don't know that for sure, but I think that'll probably be a big plot point about April being with, like, a younger man. I feel like she's not going to know how to feel about that, and so I don't know. I do not know, but I'm going to read it and I'm interested to see what happens, but it doesn't come out until like next, until the fall. So I probably won't get to it for like at least, you know, nine months to a year or something like that, but I'm excited about it. And so that's all I have to say today. Um, So let's wrap this up then. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at I read a book once blog. I have a lot of fun on my Instagram. You should go check it out. You can DM me if you have any opinions on Well Played. I'd love to hear them. If you have any book recommendations for me, I'd love to check those out too. Or if you just have any thoughts and opinions on past episodes or anything else on the podcast in general, let me know. Nobody's ever given me them, really. So, (laughs) whatever. I'm not just fishing for them, but whatever. You could also email me, I suppose, at iReadABookOnceBlog at gmail.com. Send me an email about your opinions of this podcast. You can also check out my website. I never update. I read a book. I read a book once blog.com. The whole reason everything's got blog in it is because when I started the website, here's some fun facts. I started the website to learn about WordPress to put on my resume. And I was like, if I'm making a WordPress, I'm making it about this podcast. And I made the website before I made the podcast because I was like, if I do this, that means I will make a podcast. I'm committing myself because you got to pay like a hundred ish bucks for a year of having your website domain and whatever, you know? And I was like, here we go. So that's a fun fact. I have not updated it in probably a month now. I really need to. I'll try, guys. I'll try and update it, but I do have one. I've got some blog posts about different parts of the books that I've talked about in the past and just reading in general and stuff like that. So you can go check that out. Let me know what you think. And um, next week, I'm going to be talking about, we're done now with the romance for a little bit. 
So if you're not a big fan of romance, no worries. We're done for probably, I don't know, a month or so, three or four episodes before the next one. So I already know what the next one's going to be because I got my January book of the month box and I got some good stuff in it. But next week, I'm going to be talking about Long May She Rain by Rhiannon Tom- Thomas, Thompson, Thomas, Rhiannon Thomas. I'll get it right for the next week when I'm actually talking about the book, uh, which is a fantasy book where this woman, this woman, this girl who's 16, this teenager girl is 23rd in line for the throne, but everybody in front of her ends up getting poisoned at this banquet that she ends up not being at. And so she gets thrust on the throne and people are trying to kill her and she's trying to figure out how to be queen and all this different stuff. It's a good time. It's kind of like low-key a mystery, but I haven't been able to figure out who it is. I'm not done with it yet. But I'm having a good time with it. There are some real world connections that I'll be talking about. Um, Maybe you know what I'm talking about. Maybe you don't because I'm being vague. But, you know, a tale of two cities sort of thing, if you know what I mean. And so that's what I'll be talking about next week. And I'll catch you next time.